0: too sweet play-in. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics.
1: And that must make me your COO, your co-founder of U.S. Comics, your co-host of U.S. Comics Cast, and the greatest hybrid panda in all the multiverse, boom, boom, Charlie (laughs) Rivera. Happy comic book day, Johnny boy.
0: Happy comic book day to you, bamboo-eating motherfucker, you.
1: (laughs) What's going on, brother? Goddamn delicious! I'm living, I'm living as good as a a, a boy can live. I'm in my fancies today because everyone keeps saying my beard gets lost in my t-shirts, and uh, I didn't want to dig out a colorful t-shirt. So the most obnoxious colored collar like shirt I could find. Uh, but mostly, <laughs> I'm just grateful because I got beautiful. Cartoon action in my face this week. Oof. I'm talking Kevin Smith lying. presenting the sequel series to He Man and the Masters of the Universe, properly named Masters of the Universe. Did you check it out? I'm desperate to talk about it, especially since it caused a little internet drama, which I always love. Are you did I check it out?
0: You? Not only did I check it out, but yes, yes, I checked it out. I checked out. I watched every episode. Just like I, I ran home on my little nine-year-old legs, dragging my school books behind me, math homework flying out, geometry chest in the wind. I just couldn't wait to get home and plop my little plaid tie Catholic school uniform wearing ass in front of the TV and drink in some Eternian goodness. Hell Yes! i watched it
1: well let's before because we're obviously going to get into a little spoiler talk in a second sure but before we do that let's give the people a little appetizer what uh, now i grew up very secondhand motu for me like dolph lundgren was my he-man and i fucking Oof. loved it Grizzlore, what's oh, up boy. um but i had a ton of of the action figures, thanks to you <laughs> handing them over. So You're for welcome. me, I had that shit all wrong. I was like a muscular blonde guy in underpants. He must be the bad guy. I'ma roll <laughs> with this skeleton. Let's get his purple sword rocking. Uh I mixed up all Charlie, of our
0: go-to stuff. Ever, ever the contrarian.
1: For me, I grew up and I was like very old by the time it came out. I think I was like. 17 when the 2000 x series as it's now called but for me like my he-man was that sick revival so in preparation ponytail he-man ponytail he-man who they immediately were like give him something that looks like pants because they like second season they were like he can't be half but naked kids don't like look laser sword
0: i can kind of understand a lot of star wars heat still floating around in the atmosphere but a laser shield come on people
1: get what out of here with that, that nonsense but let me ask you like so I had to do a little bit of research yeah of of He-Man and Master universe because this what I love about it proper sequel series so when it was announced that it wasn't a reboot it wasn't a reimagining but it literally was like next week on He-Man yeah. drop the He-Man master the universe Right. You heard what was the initial reaction? We covered it well previously, so it could be short, but y- just you to know catch what? everyone up.
0: Uh, again, and I, I do want to remind people that um the fact that this was not a reboot, that this was not a reimagining, that this was not He-Man in the uh View universe, oh um, shit, jersey someplace.
1: Awesome though, just Randall giving him shit.
0: Skeletor's like, now I have the power. Bang! <laughs> No, there was none of that. Um, no, the, the fact of the matter is that we this was a continuation. This was like, well, if the show d- didn't end, so to speak, this would be the next series. But mainly because of the fact that we're still getting, allegedly, a live-action adaptation. We're still getting a, a reboot, like a reimagining a new version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, funny. as kids. it were. So this was kind of like a, a, a continuation, and I, I don't want to bury the lead. For, I mean, if you do want to throw the spoiler up, Dude, I can go spoiler one.
1: I got love, like love-filled bone He's just about season 2.
0: McGillicuddy just pondering life's questions. I love it. Let's, nice graphic. L-
1: let's dive. Let's dive right in because uh, we're already having the, the, the shots being called in our wonderful, wonderful comment section. Not only our boy Paul on the YouTube. Shots things,
0: fired. Shots fired.
1: I, I'm with Paul. That Massive Universe movie, was it Motu? Look, that's, Clearly not. But That's, it was a, that's, a,
0: that's a fight <coughs> conversation for another day. Uh, however...
1: But uh, Ellis speaking I, I for the I internet, do. Kevin Smith... <laughs> Did lie to people, not totally, because right before it was dropped months ago, even, yeah. people were saying this isn't He-Man and the Master Universe. And I was like, Well, it's not called that, it's called Master of the Universe Revelation. It's so you're not
0: correct. He-Man and the Masters
1: of the Universe at all. But people people were saying the rumor was this was kind of Tila and the Masters of the Universe. And upon the first half of season one, I mean, they're not totally Wrong. This is very heavily a Teela story. Let me let me so ask. Some people let me mad. ask the
0: internet, right? So, or, or any uh, um, any representation of the internet uh, that might be floating around. Um, so we know He Man, right? And we know Skeletor, but uh, who are the other said masters of the universe that Man. Mattel is referring to?
1: Man at Arms. Teela. Oh, you
0: mean the entire catalog of characters on the back of your cardboard card when you bought the figures? Look, I, I, I'm gonna start this way because I do want to. No, Elissa was not Gweldor. Um, I want. I don't want to start salty because I, I want to. We're not gonna do a thumbs up, thumbs down on this because obviously I'm sure people like like Stan, who's joining us, are you know some some different part of their journey. Um, I'll just come right out and say I thoroughly enjoyed it as a a 80s kid who loved the cartoon series, uh, as now a year old man, I loved this. Now, let me tell you the reason why, Charlie. Tell me. I loved it because this and, and Kevin Smith said as much that this was a love letter to the fans. Now, no offense, he's talking about me. He's not talking about Charlie, who who discovered He-Man from the movie. He's not talking about ponytail He-Man fans. He's not talking about savage He-Man fans, which came out like in the 90s or whenever the hell. He's talking specifically to John, okay? And what this was, for anyone who is still confused after X amount of episodes. We spoke about this one time before, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and and dust it off a little bit. I don't know how many Harry Potter fans are out there, but certainly you're all familiar with the bespectacled young fella. Um, So Rawlings, she wrote the initial Harry Potter book for a core group of fans, right? Consumers, kids, fans, whatever. Then as she wrote subsequent books, she continued writing for those specific kids. Now those kids do what kids do. They grew up and they matured and they became more sophisticated. So I'm not necessarily saying go out and read this young adult series of harry potter books just to prove my point no you can watch the movies for that but the books though they are all young adult became uh continuously more sophisticated after each release and it wasn't because as some people uh, uh you know uh, opinion that she became a more sophisticated writer Look, if you work out any particular muscle for a long enough period of time, it's going to get stronger. But that's not the reason why those books became more sophisticated. They became more sophisticated because her audience was becoming more sophisticated and she catered the content to them. Now, that is precisely what our boy Silent Bob did. He gave us the menu that we knew, the characters that we knew fact if i'm not mistaken with the exception of one character we're, who who actually did show up in like one uh, off the wall forgotten comic you know mini comic at some point everybody that we see is familiar from the original series so he gave us the entire menu that we knew and he just reassembled it in a different way for more sophisticated palette that's you, what he gave us do
1: you remember the show you you may it may not have really been in your your cultural zeitgeist but yeah. do you remember the show reboot it was like the i do remember fully... reboot so with Computer. reboot, there was a lot of drama about where it aired because in canada like you're allowed to fuck shit up in a cartoon like you're allowed to kind of go buck When the show got picked up, it was also shown on ABC, so they had to tone stuff down. To the point where the leading female character, they were like, too sexy, make her more like a mom. Hmm. When the show stopped airing on (laughs) ABC... Did Pixar make that show? Yeah, pretty much. Two years later, it came back on Cartoon Network, but it had Uh already aired in Canada and it got darker and it got tonally more violent and they let characters age and be in love and mature. What's amazing about Motu and what's very interesting is it seems to be a point of contention because even in our comment section, it's being brought up. Is it a continuation since the new one is quote unquote, nothing like the old one? I would argue that the masterwork of these five or six episodes whatever it was <laughs> was, was yeah. that in the first episode they very beautifully kind of transitioned from what we knew to then be like but motherfuckers getting stabbed there's the first a line
0: 10 12 minutes of that first episode just
1: Orco being orko cringe could have Charlie.
0: so easily been uh uh you know could have easily been an episode from 1985 1986. Except for like the 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 variation, slight variation in the animation style, they didn't use you know like a, um, they didn't use some same same panels. Even as a kid, I'm like that that He-Man running. I have seen maybe 500 times before. Like the punch to the screen, like you know that the filmation. They they did certain things. He-Man
1: and the relatively <laughs> low budget. Uh, well, well, the the
0: truth of the matter is this: it's like. They had a very specific function. They were there to sell toys, kids. They were there to sell toys. And damn it, sell toys they did like gangbusters. He-Man and those fuzzy britches and all his little buddies were flying off the shelves like hotcakes. Now... We spoke about He-Man in the past, but we were talking about actually, if I'm not mistaken, I rambled for like my entire segment uh, relaying a verbatim uh, documentary, which anybody, I could have just said, guys, go watch this doc- documentary. It's awesome. And saved myself the entire episode. But um, we talked about how, look, they, they were coming up with shit on the fly. They just were trying to sell toys. There was no intention for canon. There was no intention for a cartoon. Certainly not for a movie. They just wanted to sell bits of Chinese plastic. And it worked. But guys, we're talking about writing that now fanboys, for lack of a better term, and I'm using it as the insult that I'll now be using it for forever. They just wanted to give me more of those 80s cartoons. Those 80s cartoons, which are intended for 8, 910 year olds that's what you want? As a 40-something-year-old, that's what you sat down in front of your 65-inch TV and thought that you were going to see, and you didn't see that, so now you're disappointed? Oh, it's Masters of the Universe revelation. It's not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. You know what the revelation was, Charlie? It's that fanboys fucking suck. That's the revelation and, and do, thank you kevin smith for bringing that to i our do knowledge.
1: i do think it's very interesting because what we saw was all judgment aside although judging shit is so fun
0: Stan what i with find
1: that. what i find very interesting <laughs> um what i find very very interesting is everyone's expectation was very very different <laughs> when they heard that it was going to be uh, a continuation a lot of people translated that much differently for whatever reason you and i have talked about for years and years
0: to hear that
1: but you and i told them that you and i for years and years have talked about the downshift or upshift of storytelling one of my fantasies is to one day work on a property spoiler warning for the future of this company hopefully (laughs) but i would love to one day if If and when U.S. Comics succeeds, I would love to do children's stories that count and downshift and tell a children's book in a way that honors the story without having pest chop somebody's head off. Although I want Pest to fuck people up in the comics (laughs) or hopefully in the movie and television shows just become rich, not just emotionally. And there's something about, you know, Star Wars, let's say, with the cartoon droids was still supposed to count. Sure. The, the the bad batch. I mean,
0: we're seeing it now is more than ever. To
1: count like these
0: are these are pre-made little Easter egg nuggets for you. So, like, if somebody's keeping score at home, so to speak, they they have plenty to do, which is a great thing.
1: Agreed. And again, what I love about it is I love the conversations. What I don't love is that the extreme always goes, and I guess it's the internet, so we should see it coming. Yeah. but the extreme is always like, well, it has to be the greatest thing ever or right, the right, biggest right. pile of shit ever right, it was one it was of my one of my fun. friends it was nice. It was one nice of my thing. friends didn't love it yeah. and when we were talking about it, I was like, well, what's your definition of don't love? And I asked him, I'm like, scale of one to ten. what are you saying? And he's like, above average, it's like a 7.5. And I'm like, I can that's a fucking banger. like sure. if that was if you at bat, are, are you know a seven fifty? is fucking unbelievable. If you're a bad five hundred. You know what a seven
0: point five at the bar looks like at like two in the morning when it's they just shut, said a uh, last call. I can that tell is,
1: you. I can oof, tell you what a seven point five looks like at the bar. 5? Looks like mm. this. Looks like this, people. <laughs> seven point five at the bar. Um, what that's I, well, look,
0: let me just say this because I don't want it to be uh, unsaid, and I'm going to consider myself the the resident He-Man uh, expert regarding the 80s series and toys because I had them all, okay? Um, for anyone who says, and, and, you know, Ellis is here, so, Ellis, you know, you, you can f- feel free to comment on it. But um, in regards facto to it... Negative not, Nancy. No, no, no. Uh, look, uh, but here's the thing. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. But when we have the conversation of... of uh if somebody just says again this is not Ellis, but the, you charlie's hypothetical uh, friend i hated it okay what did you hate about it oh uh, well you know uh how w- dare they it imply was, that it, was about, it was all about it te- was all about well look the, that that whole um that whole uh, power princess and a little buddy thing on the beach that we can we can speak about that in the second half but um Good you know when when they talk about uh, uh you know it was like the Teela show I, I got news for you if you if you come with that uh beef you probably didn't watch the show as much as I did because I truly can't remember a single episode that didn't have Tila. Now has Tila changed as a character? Yeah, 200% Give me any fucking property in the world, whether it's animated, whether it's live action, whether it's whatever, puppets, whatever the case might be. Give me a character that doesn't have a change, that stays exactly the same from the beginning to the middle to the end of his or her character arc. And I'm going to show you a terrible, not interesting character. So yeah, Tila was always featured in He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, is she different? Has has things happened to her? Fuck yeah. All you have to do is watch like the first 15-20 minutes, and now Tila is of course gonna change because of the things that have happened on screen. There's certain things that are implied, her relationship with Prince Adam, which quite frankly, I love the change of like the little bit of Shazam to it, where he's like not quite as steroid. Out, I'm like, Let, this makes perfect
1: fucking sense. People bitch about people bitch about Clark and Superman. Imagine ah. if that motherfucker was wearing a cape as Clark Kent. Give me a he, fucking man, break. Is like, I'm Prince Adam. What's up, motherfuckers? Dude, Look at this just, pink shirt. If you take
0: the bangs uh, away from a certain young actress, you you're not going to guarantee her. I I promise. But also, there were certain things that they were done. Look, the the I certainly appreciate it because. The, the, the com- completely muddied canon that came with the He-Man toys, the original mini-comics that came with the toys before anything else existed, that's not canon, okay? So the comic books, the full comic books that came after the fact, once the series was already up and running, that that's not canon. The movie certainly is not canon. Um, the space... He Man is not canon. Savage He Man is not canon. You know what is canon? Two fucking power swords that are split in half. And when you put them together, you get to walk in the front door of Castle Grayskull. That is canon. So Kevin Smith, what he did was he repackaged up truths to us and gave it to us on a silver platter. What most of these fucking, uh, most of these neckbeards are complaining about is just quite simply, You didn't give me what I wanted. Well, you know what? You're not Kevin Smith. When you're Kevin Smith, then you can go and you can make clones of any fucking property that somebody wants to hand you the keys of. And then I got news for you. Your Rotten Tomato score is going to be doo-doo also because nobody just wants you to say and regurgitate something that they've seen a million times before. They want what's next. We got Buffy and fucking Cersei as a team. That's Woo! a boss, okay? Andra, that, that's the character. She's the only quote-unquote new character as far as I can tell. I love um, her, look, too. She's like great. Like, you got and digital... the actress was great if you watch the behind-the-scenes yes. the, the after episodes. Fucking like Mando did before it. We got an opportunity to see characters and, and uh, uh, vehicles that we had as toys that never were in a show, just like Mandalorian did. Fucking Stinkor, who who was played by Jay Muse, was never on the cartoon. We got um, vehicles in action. We had as toys never seen on screen. That's what Kevin Smith fucking did. Look, all I'm going to say is this, Charlie, because I know uh, we're already up against against the clock. Um, Look, whether you liked it or didn't like it is 100%... You're right. You're entitled to have an opinion. You're entitled to share it. We're in the age of, uh, of uh, information. We're in a, an age of open communication. You have an opinion, share it. Yell it from the mountaintops. Come here to this podcast, videocast, and type it up with your little fingers. Do it all day. We'll throw it up on the screen, we, even if we disagree with it, Ellis. It um, doesn't make a difference. We're more than happy to. But, if you want to have a -a tête-à-tête, if you want to have a back-and-forth over the reasons why, then, you know what, you open yourself up for fucking debate. So if you say, well, I didn't like it because of this, you open yourself to like, well, X, Y, Z. So I'm going to say is this. Let me learn you something. As a He-Man fan, and I watched every episode twice, Kevin Smith's New take on on the masters of the universe. Kevin Smith is known for Charlie. If I'm not mistaken, he is known above all things for dialogue. He has a lot of talents, but dialogue would have to be the top of the top of Snake Mountain, as there were. Okay, you're the resident Kevin Smith expert, so I'll I'll uh, I'll run that right by you. But um, Kevin Smith, in his wonderful dialogue writing. He gave the most sage dialogue to probably the character that you expected to hear from the least. And I'm I'm talking about Cringer. Not talking about Battle Cat. I am talking about Cringer, who uh, you know, by the by the way, as a, as an aside, the voice cast on this series Holy is worth shit. watching. It, it's worth the price of admission, even if you hate every decision Kevin made, just the voice fucking you know, you got Onion Knights. You got, uh, you know, you got uh, Brother Kissing Queens. You've got Vampire Slayers. You, I mean, you, we have original uh, cast members. You've got the original Skeletor back. You've got Goddamn Jedi Masters. You've got Batman. Like, you, what more could you have possibly asked for in a voice cast? But uh, I digest. What I'm going to say is this Cringer, who Tila named, which I love that beautiful. Cringer says uh, to Tila, and it's it's true of her, and she showed it episode after episode, and it's true for my fanboys, my fellow fanboys, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm talking down to anybody because I'm just as guilty, and I'm certainly of your blood. Um, he says to her, you're not angry. You're scared. Okay, change I understand is scary. You don't hate things because they're new, you hate when things are different because you don't know what to expect. And there's only one kind of fear in the world, and that's the fear of the unknown. When something has changed, when it's evolved, you're in all likelihood going to get something better not always, but most of the time. Okay, a caterpillar. is great. It's fuzzy and it's cute. It's predictable and non-threatening. But Charlie, it's not a fucking butterfly. Am I wrong? you know Okay. Wrong. So even though we're talking about a cartoon, and even though you guys all collected the whole set of uh, S N M steroid-riddled plastic fun boys, like the good consumers the '80s taught us to be, even though we've memorized we. We've memorized every pun-tastic line of cheesy dialogue from the original 20-minute commercials. I I mean, episodes. Pussycats, I ask you, what would Adam want you to do?
1: That's all I got to say about it. So your argument is that Kevin Smith, not a liar?
0: Charlie, look, I can tell you this. As a card-carrying He-Man fan who had all the toys under the sun, you take them all out, you lay them out across the floor, you start picking teams. Charlie, nobody wanted to be Skeletor. Why? Because Skeletor is a liar. Just like George Toy Boy Lucas. George, you a liar because Han
1: shot first. Salute. Ah. Oh, it's like cough syrup when you don't feel well. I like it. Woo! I like it, too. Are you ready for me to start your time, you delicious fun boy?
0: Woo! Let me catch up a little bit. I got a little emotional on that one. But, yes, what the hell? Go ahead and start my time. You're on. All right, cool. So, this past Pi Day, I'm talking about none other than 314. Little certain somebody named Tatsunoku did the unthinkable. Something that I did not believe would ever happen in my lifetime. Charlie, were you even aware that there was the unlikely reunification of Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Maspita. The rights have reverted. We thought Harmony Gold was up against the ropes. Harmony Gold... Who took bits and pieces out of all three of the aforementioned products and gave us American audiences a little something that we like to call Robotech.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Robotech is back on the menu, kids. I am Finally. So, ooh, so so excited. Look again, uh, talking about little 80s John. Um, one of the one of the the quintessential undeniable to use a Charlieism. Awesomenesses floating around at the time was fucking Robotech. Things got to us from Japan. Even now, you, you, you order something on Amazon. If it says, like, coming from uh, Asia, you're like, ah, oh, mother. Son, goodbye, Overnight Prime. I'll see you in a month, awesome Valkyrie that I ordered in 52 parts. Um, so things sometimes took a while to get to us. So I'm not going to revisit it because we, we talked about this as well in a past episode. But um, the short version of it is... Goddamn rad. It's fucking rad. Basically, it's like
1: Robotech is the shittiest version of Macross, and yet it still rips. But like, here's that the thing: is Robotech is a miracle.
0: Robotech is Macross, and it's not. Right? So, so l- 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 again, I'll, a little bit of background. So, what what it really is? Yeah, that, that's that's fucking dynamite. Dude. Um, what it really is. Is this company Harmony Gold American company? They went over to Asia and, and they did this. This is how we got the Transformers. You know, oh, how the, the Power Transformers, uh, you know, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But the trend we keep Power Rangers out of the conversation for once that episode, Charlie. Um, so the, the Transformers anybody who, who's familiar knows that the Transformers came to us, uh, RIP. The Transformers came to us, American audiences and consumers, but what they w- really were, and they were owned by the same company in Japan, but there were two separate toy lines in Japan, which is actually the reason why uh, you have fucking trucks like Optimus Prime and guns like Megatron. They were that that deal almost didn't happen because they even you know, they were the sellers and they said you you. You you can't. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You're gonna get my peanut butter and your chocolate. What are you doing? And it ended up working just fine. Now we had yeah, change similar, your size,
1: whatever, whatever yeah, gets it's the fine, toys fine. sold. Yeah.
0: can you do a boom box? Because the uh the, the corner kids on their uh on their cardboard, they really like the boom boxes. So um, what you really had was multiple shows. You know what? And I mentioned Transformers. I'll I'll, I'll I'll dredge him back up like they fucking did poor Optimus when Rodimus showed how bad he sucked as a replacement. Uh, um,
1: I'm Rodimus.
0: <laughs> so it. That's like that's actually a dead-on impersonation. Well done, Thank buddy. You. Thank you. I think it's the flames on your shirt, fucking guy. All of a sudden, Charlie's Guy Fieri, unbelievable. So anyway, um, what ended up happening is. We got the American rights. And Harmony Gold said, gimme, 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 gimme. And they just threw up whatever, threw up literally, whatever the fuck they could on the screen. And us American dum-dums were like, mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. This is like uh, uh, Transformers and Top Gun. This is great. I love all of this shit. And uh, Transformers, the, the, the rights were such an issue and it was such a Wild West situation that Transformers basically put out a Robotech Valkyrie jet, uh, and you guys might know him as Jetfire. Jetfire is a fucking Macross plane. Like, there's no there's no two ways about it. Transformers. He's
1: like, this motherfucker doesn't all the way transform. Just like
0: George Lucas, Optimus, and Megatron, you are both liars because fucking Jetfire doesn't belong to you. But that all being said, this happened for years and years and years. And the thing about it is, you know what? I'll give it to you, Charlie. I'll give it to you. It is like Power Rangers. Because like Power Rangers slash Super Sentai, there was a division. But it's not that they divided and one kept on going along its merry way. They divided and they both continued on. So basically we needed to call in the TVA because we had... Uh, um, uh, variants running and continuing their own stories. So we had concurrent ongoing story arcs for both properties, which for all intents and purposes looked exactly the fucking same. So we're not crazy. when we're like, look at I, 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 yeah. And Ellis mentioned this up. Like, I don't remember this fucking nudity. No, you don't because you didn't get it here in our nuded Reagan era, uh, uh, animation in Japan though, they got full, like Rick Sanchez level ass. Like they got it full to the face, which was just delicious. So that that's where we were, and that's the reason why there were so many fucking issues with the property because it came about where we sat, sat back and said, you know what? With animation styles, and we're ready for it. I don't know, like he man, Give us something fresh, something new. Give us the evolution of these characters, but because of the property issues couldn't really be done because who the fuck wants to go ahead and put their best foot forward creatively and uh you know we're talking about not just anime series multiple anime series we're talking about movies we're talking about video games role-playing games comic books toys uh like a certain uh, off the top of my head like a like a certain valkyrie fighter super vf with Rick Hunter and a removable helmet that somebody put the wrong label on under the Christmas tree and a certain little flamboyant shirt-wearing motherfucker opened up and kept. Son of a bitch. It wasn't enough that I I gave you the giant reindeer. The giant stuffed reindeer wasn't enough. No, he had to put a helmet on and a little towel cape and play with my Valkyrie fighter. Oh, you son of a bitch. I wish you swallowed it. Choking has it, motherfucker. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, those, were, those were tear-filled days. Okay? Now, we've got reason to smile. Why? Because like the proverbial hero that Sony tries to put up on the big screen, Sony has stepped up and they're swinging... Their big Woo! Asian money dick all over the screen. Sony is the parent company of Funimation. Funimation went ahead and did a little something that I like to call acquiring the distribution rights for everything. Everything. Robotech, Macross. We're getting it all. We're getting to go over that. Kids house that mom always says i don't know a little sketchy it's gonna be a bad influence on you i don't want you to go over there but like you know she had a day trip and you're like yeah fucking i'm gonna go over there anyway and you go in and he's got the best fucking toys and he dumps out the toy box and you're like oh my god these are all the toys that i've wanted on tv that i've never had a chance to play with these are some chinatown specials this one i'm pretty sure is not even legal in this country he dumps them out and you get to play with them all like your Megatron is, exactly... is just a gun. <laughs> it
1: does not your, transform. This is a your gun.
0: Voltron lions are actual fucking lions from the Serengeti. Just that one is Scar. Of... <laughs> you just see black lions out there.
1: <laughs> hey, me, gonna meet you
0: Voltron.
1: Now, now that is the crossover that I want next. What's awesome is how good is this timing? We're about to get a new Top Gun movie. You're telling me a couple of years later we get a little Robotech action? Charlie. And it could borrow the, from the best of it. We're oh. going.
0: We it's not, I hope. It's not, you know what will be cool. Not like, oh, I'm gonna go light a candle at church. It's going to happen. We are going to get a live action Sony fueled Robotech slash Macross property and and here's the thing this is what really tickles my little 80s toy boy bone is that is that legal i'm not i sure don't either. know but that's sketch i was a mature 10 years old I, I had like most of this mustache um we are going to get this property now the 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 bugaboo for all of this Mac- uh, uh robotech macross content is that You can't really point to one thing and say, this is canon. This is what counts, right? All this other stuff is great. I want to ingest it all, but ultimately, it's not the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes is not available, right? I'm using menu a lot because I'm kind of hungry, but meat and potatoes is off the menu, and... um. We really have no choice but to kind of just like, it's a taster's menu, basically. It's like a little, like a tapas uh, joint. you are just getting a little bit of fucking everything, which is going to be awesome. Because when ultimately we get the big boy version from Sony distributed all over the world simultaneously, we are finally, finally going to get Robotech Cannons where we can say, this is what it is, right? So across the board, you can say, oh, yeah, sure, alien invasion, uh, alien tech landed. We kind of reverse engineered it. We build up all this awesome, cool shit to defend ourselves against the aliens. Yeah, that was uh, 10 fucking seconds. And and ultimately, we have probably about like five years of consecutive content if you just watched it end to end. Um, Now we're finally going to get, okay, this is the definitive version and for whatever reason that's very important to to people of our ilk we want the definitive version yeah give me all of the what ifs give me all of the else worlds give me all of the variants give me flashes running this way and yon give them all to me i love them i'm never gonna turn them away there's always gonna be room in my inn. but and this is a big j-lo but there has to be one definitive version because ultimately, the, what, what that'll mean if there's not is that we're like, well, I like this, and Charlie's like, well, I, I like that, and where the fuck are we? So, we do need, especially for a property like this, we do need a definitive version, and Sony's gonna give it to us. But, Charlie, I'm gonna send it right back your way for whatever's fucking left on my uh, ticking clock. So, the analogy is, God bless you, the analogy is there. Um, it really is a version, a much cooler version with better toys, stories, and characters, granted. I'll kill but you. it's really... I'll kill uh, you. It's a perfect analogy to Power Rangers slash Super Sentai. So so walk us through that fucking myriad mess.
1: Well, and I'm what's... not talking
0: about the acting in that. I mean, the other, the properties mess.
1: Well, what's funny is you kind of have the opposite situation where Power Rangers adopted... <laughs> Uh, when, when Power Rangers adopted Ellis is my
0: favorite Ellis, <laughs>
1: uh, um, it's just a love story that takes place during an alien versus robots throwdown. I think that's a solid way to describe yeah. macros. Um, with it was what's like inter- my
0: love story with the property.
1: What's interesting about Power Rangers is they took super sentai and then they cut that shit up. They were like, get rid of all of the non spandex parts. Uh, We only want monsters getting blown up and we want Kung Fu kicking and we'll impose our own story. Robotech and Macross almost need someone to be like, let's take these parts and reassemble it. So I'm super excited to see what comes out of it because you have so much content. Well, let me me ask you this
0: because, yeah, you, you you could dip all day long, but I mean, that's a little bit of a cheat. My question to you really ultimately is this i have seen we live in a wonderful era of like if you look deep enough i mean fuck there's the even the, the dark net if you really want to see some uh see some weird shit but like if you look deep enough at this stage in the game it's not like it was in the late 80s even early 90s where like you just heard rumors of like oh there was a, a macross story where xyz happened and you can only fucking imagine. Now you can go out and find that shit. So my question to you is this, and and that that's a full admission for anyone who's paying attention. I'll pay whatever anybody thinks those those rights were worth because I watched it all. I have watched every fucking minute, and I've had to trust the uh, trust the captions that it was accurate. They were probably lying to me like some fucking 1994 spring break tramp stamp. Oh yeah, no, it's is uh, peace, love, and uh, harmony, but uh, like it's really sweet and sour chicken you know, hold the rice. Uh, but my question to you is this, Charlie, having your misbegotten love affair with power Rangers uh, and knowing that they are begat from super sentai, have you invested any time checking out super sentai? Like in its undiluted form?
1: All of it. Um, all of the, all Fucking of the, seasons, all of the seasons I watched as a child, um which is just the zordon era it's called yeah um is it i've seen that they call it that is what they call it (laughs) good lord i mean the show ends with them like killing zordon to save the universe but whatever spoiler Um, it's fucking rad um i've watched all of their super sentai counterparts i've watched the rpm counterpart and one and spd um what's interesting is just how fucking different it is it's like some of the seasons they're just like guess what we're mystical knights from the past motherfucker like what the fuck is and then some of it's just way more literal because sometimes the power rangers are like cops except in the japanese version they're like yeah they're fucking cops they're super cops bitch watch them fight these aliens all of it is always just terminator there's like a threat there's a whole season where they just fight Terminators. They're like the Machine Empire. I'm like, I- all right, that seems Dude, fucking there, odd. There are
0: seasons where your main characters, they just fight whatever was lying around that studio. They're like, pizza Dude, monster. I, I fully recognize this. That fucking pig head is from a Little Caesars commercial like two years ago, yeah. and now I'm supposed to believe he's a bad guy? At least Voltron had the respect for us as Child viewers to say like, yeah, I realize uh, this little pig face guy is not too scary, but when we make him gigantic, you're like, oh, No, you, you know what? You got I mean, fucking pork as a killer. I mean, that's I, what. I, that's
1: literally you. what Power Rangers did. Literally every shit villain got huge. That was always. That was always the third act, baby. So, so like in other words, uh, they
0: did their very best. They gave it the old college Power Ranger try, but ultimately, to really finish them off. They needed to go ahead and call in the fucking robot dinosaurs Which and really scenes? put it. Wow. Well, so in other words, so like you yeah. had a formula that yeah. you can apply to every yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what would be so interesting and and uh, satisfying if you made a Power Ranger series now and followed that exact. Same fucking formula. Oh, all the fanboys would out there, oh, rubbing their nipples and sitting there with no pants on, saying, like, This is exactly what I wanted. No, this is like what it. I wrote on no, the, f- the side of my little notebooks in the little sliver where you're not supposed to be writing in notes. Oh, this is what I I love you, Pink Ranger. Shut opposite. up.
1: The opposite. People don't people don't like, they don't watch it a lot now. A lot of people are very disappointed about the formula. But what I love what I love about b- both versions is, man, I-, I really do love when you take something like a remix of something. Like, when it's Carlos Mencia's comedy, I don't like it. When it's, like, action-adventure stories, I fucking love it. It really is goddamn awesome. I'm so excited, especially since Robotech's another one I haven't seen any of them across. Like, oh. I exclusively you know Robotech and vaguely- me.
0: Let me go ahead and. Put I know my the Valkyrie very, was dope. My, you son of a bitch! I'm going to put my which I questionable- don't have in
1: the chat. They asked if I still have it. Every day I wish that I was if I could go back in time, I'd waste it by being like, "Let me get Minty Valkyrie." Because I try to buy it for John every birthday and every Christmas. Two, like, two you times, cannot, you two times I won the bid, and it was expensive, and they just never shipped it. That's fucked up. I got my money back, but these fuckers lied to me.
0: It was probably Harmony Gold, those motherfuckers. Whatever they can do to fuck up Robotech Macross, they'll do it. And you know, it's really funny. Just a little fun note. Actually, that particular toy uh, was produced by Matchbox, who is not known for three and three-quarter action figures, certainly the comparable-sized vehicles which you can put the, the the you know characters in and their helmets came off. Did I mention that the helmet came off? Because I was like a, oh. a really fucking big deal. I don't know if you did. Anyways, no, you, you can't find it in even reasonable condition now for like less than 400 bucks. You just can't. And I, I would be angry at Charlie at this point if he bought an old cigar-smelling fucking toy from someplace. Uh, How and spent dare you? That money.
1: No, I if something's sure going to smell like cigars...
0: Mid- i'd want to get it that way that that's my don't pre-cigar smell it leave it for me and that's week. part of the fun
1: part of the yeah. fun I, I i you know i'm i'm just so goddamn excited because that is always been one of your top movie wishes hundred oh, percent. um and it's oh, always 100%. up until now it's been literally impossible because the, the, rights the were japanese
0: so the, the japanese imports of my youth Starting with Robotech, but certainly Voltron, which yeah, I mean, you have to be hiding under a rock to not know Voltron. But the one that still boggles my impressive mind is that people don't know Battle of the Planets. Some they Those came out with a movie called G Force a few years ago, and I got so excited and so instantly uh, dejected when so there was like, like about Look hamsters at these. or some shit. It was like chipmunks and hamsters. I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? This is not G-Force. It's not Battle of the Planets. Um, But like all of those Japanese fucking imports were straight fire in the 80s. And we thought like, we're cultured ass motherfuckers. We're getting some shit. This isn't just your run-of-the-mill, cornerstone G.I. Joe cartoons that have a little a cutesy little message at the end. And granted, I, I gobble up every GI Joe cartoon too. Uh, but no, when when you watch some imported shit, ooh, you may as well have been driving home in a jaguar and eating the great poupon on your ham Sammy after school. Because that was some deep,
1: deep shit. What is I want to finish on this? What do you want first? Now that it's all a possibility, do you want mm-hmm. the live action movie? Do you want a new series it to combining be. It, it all? It
0: has to be a new live-action movie. My hope, my big hope, is the fact that uh, you can come out with a movie and like they've threatened this promised promise to do for us with multiple properties in the past, everything from The Dark Tower to God knows what, where they say we're going to start with a movie, a dope fucking movie, and with Sony it would be... Planet wide distribution so everybody's starting off on square one on the same fucking page, then have that segue into a million dollar an episode level HBO, uh, you know, type of uh, chutzpah series that's ongoing. Right? That'll be our new battle of the planets. That'll be something that can go head to head and tit to tit with the Mandalorian or. You know, uh, you know, Osaka Show or whatever the fuck uh, they have going on on Disney Plus. That would be my big ask, right? If I could rub that lamp and have a little, you know, a genie Robin Williams motherfucker pop out, that would be what I would ask for. Not to have Charlie have a quieter shirt. No, 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 no. It would be give me the Sony led Robotech Macross movie. Let that segue into a series that runs. Until I am old and
1: grayer. I love it. I love it. Wonderful, wonderful. But even more wonderful are our lovely, lovely sponsors. The first of which is one of my absolute favorite bands of all time. And that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can find them on all social media platforms at Bad Mary. Band. You can support them financially over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary mary and my favorite part is you can go to any music streaming service right now and you can Do listen it. to their entire discography including their brand new cover that we played last week at the end of the show we have another hit another banger at the end of this one go support Ooh, bad mary band wherever bad mary band can be found which is all over the freaking internet big Damn in japan straight also big in the <laughs> they,
0: u.s Damn they really japan. are big in japan uh also as well as right here on facebook gaming it is none other than currently basking in the florida sun sergeant finesse sergeant finesse gaming uh two streams a day outstanding gaming content supporter games giveaways contests don't be a sucker check them out today throw them a like a follow consider becoming a supporter if you need to pick me up though Follow the White Rabbit over to SneakEnergy.com. Use code SGT, that's Sarge, at checkout. Uh, Looking for some fresh new gear? Go to GeeksUnleash.com. Use code Sarge there at checkout. Um, Look, when Sarge is on deck, there's only one thing to do. Yes, salute, son. GG's, enjoy your well-earned vacation, brother. I don't know if it's well-earned. I need that damn content. And I need it now. Look, he, he put up uh, videos on demand. So he's he's still giving. This is a giving Sarge. Right? He, he's not like this motherfucker in full metal jacket. He is a loving Sarge.
1: I get it. I get it. I want to kind of take uh, our He-Man, Kevin Smith uh, conversation. I want to take our Robotech conversation. And much like one of my favorite AEW superstars, I want a red velvet. I want to stir it up. And I want to pour out a fresh new segment. And my dear brother, I want to talk about what cartoon sequels do you want? We've well, talked about. you know what I want. At...
0: I want to start your fucking time.
1: Do it. Boop. So we have He-Man really again for the people who the people who love it. For the people who don't. Bottom line, is it is a new chapter piggybacking off of what came before it and with all the the years the the years of this show we've talked about reboots versus relaunches versus reimagining versus the 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 the, what do we call it the side boot (laughs) i'm on so much medication redirect the the reroute
0: Reroute.
1: (laughs) copyright patent pending john rivera ceo us comics re something uh recycle it was some shit. oh um, boy I'm ellis to, stan
0: are you guys available to podcast
1: i will send them the <laughs> link right now so help me god i'll just be the silent <laughs> producer i will scot most of this bitch. uh but what what cartoon series do you think has a solid enough foundation now we can't play this game where we're eliminating the last couple seasons we have to truly take it all and i and i want to kind of get deep with it yeah. um i want to know what reeks of let's just keep going does it have 13 seasons let's fucking get a 14th because one of the things that i used to complain ad nausea about was this kind of recycling of ideas and how it doesn't necessarily serve the property i've seen my favorite version of some shit. Yeah. Don't fuck it up by trying to make it new school That's when the risk. I watch and again, it's not exactly a one to one but let me before I give my first example and the yeah, first thing time, the first thing I desperately want, what I want desperately, my friend is is to avoid stuff like those last two Ninja Turtle uh, the the reboot of the Ninja Turtle live action even though they were CG, everything else was kind of live. Because they were, they took one of my favorite working actors, they slapped a hockey mask on him, called him Casey Jones, and I sat there with my arms crossed, fucking pissed. Because my, my friend, there is only one motherfucking live-action Casey Jones. He has long hair, he rocks sweatpants, and he's claustrophobic because he's never, never looked at another guy before. Oh. Um, those two movies... We're so good. And despite the third live action Ninja Turtle movie being utter shit, I would have still preferred a part four over this like weird, they're fucking gigantic and you fucked it all up. But they've taken
0: multiple bites of that apple. Like at this point, aren't they working on like a fourth reboot? Am am I, have I even lost count? Uh, Of
1: the Ninja Turtle live action, this will be technically, they're now working on a third. They had the movie. They had the trilogy in the nineties. They right. had the two that were done by whatever an Dunes.
0: An, they had an animated version. That was technically they a had, part
1: four. That was a that did. Oh, so con- that was just an canonically. It was an animated sequel. sequel. Correct. Well, that,
0: that's not confusing at all.
1: Yeah, it it really they and it's only like one scene where you see the bullshit time travel Loki pokey stick. Um, but I digress. For me. The obvious answer, and we're about to get a part three live action. So for Chuck, despite how off the rails it got in its final couple seasons, I want more fucking real Ghostbusters. I want Egon in his pink collar. What was awesome about the real Ghostbusters was they took from the first two movies and acknowledged it. They were like, yeah, we fought fucking Vigo. We fought Zool. Eat a dick. We're doing it different. They even canonically address the films because the live-action films in the real Ghostbuster universe, it's just that. It's a movie based on their adventures. Now I I will be the first to say the first two seasons of Ghostbusters are fucking bangers. And the last 91 seasons were horse shit. But it never got so bad. That i think it's irredeemable you could just as quickly pick up and say here are some more adventures that take place before afterlife we sure. could get and if they go the kevin smith route of higher stakes you have an elephant in the room to address which is like clearly according to the reboot trailer that just dropped and exploded my fucking mind clearly ghostbusters doesn't stay in business for 30 years so you could even have this kind of dramatic couple seasons where they're busting ghosts, busting heads in a spiritual sense. Then you get to a point where maybe they're they're less and less of these kind of rinse and repeat thirty minute adventures. You could do long story arcs. You could do amazing shit with that cartoon without having to relaunch it, without having to reintroduce us. Well, you to know, characters what's really in the back of our hands.
0: What's really interesting to me though also is that. When you have, and you you alluded to this before, how sometimes you can use uh, a kiddie, uh, a kitty a kitty delivery system um, to get across like sophisticated ideas. So, like just to give credence to to what you're saying regarding their their quality, the first time that I caught wind that vampires and werewolves might be like. Fucking nemesis to each other, like they might, there might be beef. There was a fucking Ghostbusters cartoon, and that was one of the very few uh, Ghostbusters stories that took them out of the, the you know, the metropolitan area, and they were like out in the, well, if they were like upstate or or Pennsylvania or what have you, but um, they were like it was a country, a country uh, uh, landscape, and this fucking town was kind of quiet at night. And it's because vampires and werewolves were just, ooh, just going at it. What was really cool visually is they would have them fighting, and when the vampire bit a werewolf, it the werewolf would turn into a vampire. But also as well as the werewolf when it bit a vampire, that vampire would turn into a werewolf. So it even had like a concept of, you know, almost like when a, you hate a player, because he's on the uh, he's on the opposing team, then he gets traded to your team, and you're rooting him on like you didn't just call him seven curse words that you invented off the top. You had and thrown batteries at him and all kinds of stuff like we root for the laundry. This was very much a yeah. root for the laundry scenario. So yeah, no, I think that's dynamite, and and we have high concept like something like Ghostbusters. You know, we 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 also mentioned like. The episode where they literally went into the fucking storage unit. And it was like it was like a a limbo. It was you saw characters that you didn't fucking see before, characters from prior episodes, even from live action shit. And all of a sudden now they're running around as a kid.
1: You're like, oh, this is and I mean this is a thinker. Obviously, I'm obsessed with Ghostbusters, but that cartoon doesn't get credit for some of the high concepts. Headless Horsemen in Sleepy Hollow. They That's did good. it. Fucking a Christmas Carol. They were <laughs> like, "Yup, real." Like, what? You could yeah. take almost any story that involves anything like creepy, even
0: anything. That's anything how
1: crazy occult-ish. that show could be. Yeah, and, you're
0: calling Ray's red phone, and you are you are checking uh, uh Tobin Spirit Guide to see Bible what Bible I mean, verses. They must the have just fact, been flipping through the pages of Tobin's like I got an episode page 314. I, I, I don't check this I, out. I, I don't
1: I don't want to redirect my topic, but the fact <laughs> that Ray stands in the end of the new trailer, if you haven't checked it out, it's on our page. Do At it. the end of the new trailer, Ray stands has a Bible verse after being quoted as very clearly a non-believer. Ray's seen enough shit. That turned his hair shades of gray. He has a Bible verse on his forearm. Some shit's gone down in the Ghostbuster universe. And I want to see that shit If you ask me, nobody's
0: asked me. I really feel like he just wants to be... Almost like, you know, if you're not really ready for the midterm, you're like, fuck it. Uh, Let me just write down this formula. Like, the next time, if someone ever again asks him to choose his destructor, he could be like... All yeah. yeah, right, uh, all of a sudden Ezekiel is going to be walking down the street. Yeah. Now, um, but yeah, I, just to, no, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, no, I was going to kick it to you. Do you have one ready? If not, our, our uh, wonderful crew in the comment section has oh, some I, great ideas I'd I love have to it. address. I have
0: it ready. There's, very. I wouldn't say every day, but there's rarely a day where this 80s cartoon doesn't worm its way into my mind at some point. And when you think about the context of this very high-concept cartoon, it's no surprise because really much like Masters of the Universe, where they had a a relatively healthy balance of both fantasy, but also as well as sci-fi, you could absolutely say the same thing about this property, which I would die to see, get that treatment, and that is visionaries. Do you oh, even remember visionaries? Only because I don't know of the tours. If, if our if our listening or viewing audience is uh, not holograms the, holograms with holograms was
1: the tits back Dude, in the day.
0: Holograms, holograms was like the Bitcoin of the fucking eighties, bro. Like if you didn't have holograms in your pocket, you weren't gonna retire. Like, you were going to have to work till you died. He was like, oh, I'm living high in the hog. I got this hologram, son. So Visionaries, again, was similarly, much like most 80s properties, it was a cartoon built around selling dribblers like myself fucking toys. Uh, so Visionaries existed in a world, in a world, where technology is a thing of the past, and magic is once again part of, of the day-to-day, you had modern day solid mustache rocking, like Keith Hernandez level mustache rocking knights, both good and evil, and they were fighting for the the, the magic, so to speak, left in the world, and this was personified by the holograms that were on their chest. Holograms that were on their staffs. Now those holograms—they weren't just eye candy for little dum-dums like us to look, look in the light, look what it can do, mom. They're like, hey, "Shut up, kid. You bother me. Have your uh, TV dinner and get the hell out of here." No, the holograms were like catches for their mystical powers. So the holograms on the the characters' chests could be used as, just like, you know, in lion. battle.
1: Just shows well, their, up. How their fucking cool!
0: Were basically like the, their sigils, as it were, could be brought in to to fucking fight for you. Oh, uh, like like Sheba the tiger on Walking Dead. You're like, oh shit's getting real. Get in there, Sheba. So basically, they were able to bring dragons to the fight, bears, all kinds of shit. Which and it was, just
1: visually,
0: it was Charlie Should as a be cartoon. so
1: goddamn cool.
0: It was Game of Thrones for 22 minutes on a three 30 Monday through Friday, it was fucking tits. And that, I'm talking about like
1: that should have been the end of Game of Thrones.
0: mutant on the fucking Mars, three titties across the chest level. That. It was so fucking good. Uh, and it was there and gone. Like just like that. The toys with dynamite, the toys were bigger than GI Joe's, but smaller than he man So it actually made for real good, toy uh like toy chest dump blade. out yeah because they were in the yes why not uh they were like right in between you know what they were similarly sized to the dc superpowers figures and the corresponding marvel secret wars figures they were all like they were bigger than gi joe's and star wars figures so I, I guess that they were four inches four four foreign- Four and three quarters? I don't know. They were bigger and smaller. Um. So it was just fucking, it was what just a, dynamite. Again, I, would I love can love to see picture another it. bite at that apple. And what's so great much.
1: is you don't need, and, and I think a key to what unifies a lot of what these answers are going to be is these shows so far, Ghostbusters, fucking Visionaries, what they did great was the opening credits were like, exposition dump like they're fucking Uh, they're nice fuck technology magic uh, also as well as the whole tv
0: show introduction they told us everything we needed to know over credits and an awesome theme song with some like very fast action animation you're like um okay uh technology no but that's gone now there's magic but it's in the future but somehow in the past i'm ready done bring on the mustaches
1: i think what's great and again our comment section keep it up uh, I'm, I'm loving these answers i'm gonna steal a lot of them some of them <laughs> i lined up with some of them didn't even occur to me uh, i'm gonna kick it to our boy stan over on facebook uh can we can, and again missing my point a little stan but i'll still give you full credit we're not rebooting shit we're just gonna keep the story going he brought up the original version of the cartoon Teen Titans, which walked uh. this adult kid line, T E E N T I T A N S Teen Titans, was the goddamn titties. No one gave a shit about Raven, Beastborg, and Cyborg, Beast Boy, and Cyborg until the Teen Titans cartoon. Specifically, he wants Wonder Girl, Donna Troy. yeah What a great way to keep that going, and it could be that middle ground. Between what the current Teen Titans cartoon Goofest is and the kind of way too serious for its own good live action Teen Titans. What was great about that show is it put Robin in this like leadership role, played up the fact that they're more than just sidekicks. That whole show, the original premise was like, hey, John, fuck you. These sidekick characters, the little like not as good as but also ran versions have a value and it was awesome and it allowed people like red arrow it will it would allow people like donna troy to get focus and get mainstream attention in what can sometimes be this awesome action-packed way (coughs) Teen titans getting more episodes and they kind of did a movie and they it was based on the new one but they introduced the old one fuck that i want to straight up Here's more episodes. And if anything, with all the shit we're talking about, you can crank up the age. It could be for us too. It could still be for kids because kids love cool shit. But you crank it up. Before I kick it back to you, I'm going to do two more from the comment section. My boy John, uh, also on Facebook, Extreme Ghostbusters could absolutely take a sequel series as well because what that did was it was trying to be part two of real Ghostbusters, but now you have four new people, you have new technology, Egon is playing a mentor role. L- let me All ask the you a question. As, as the,
0: the, the card-carrying Ghostbuster of the, the group, um, would you be down with an animated anthology-type series for Ghostbusters? So, like, God, you yes. could dip... Like uh, It would not necessarily require a week-by-week basis continuity. So it's like and and i know that you uh, the the video game actually brought us the concept and if i'm not mistaken the video game was almost like the unproduced movie content uh, com, uh what, what's the word i'm thinking of concept thank you uh, thank you myself um of like franchising right yeah. so you can have it a, th- a cartoon anthology series where like every week you got to see ghostbusters san diego i would uncancel
1: I would try to uncancel Max Landis because he had an unproduced Ghostbuster script that was about like all these different franchises. That's a um,
0: superpower. That would be that that that's like automatic, uh, tuition free entrance into Xavier School for gifted young young. Like uncancel your mutant abilities to uncancel shit. Ooh you would be the most well-paid mutant on the block.
1: He had one quasi-sex cult. We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, no, have, damn we it. have we, Chloe? I don't think we have. You leave the love of my life out of this. Sorry, Jess. You leave the beautiful, lovely, and innocent cult leader alone. Chloe That's Sullivan. all the judge said. Chloe Sullivan could do no wrong, even, if she, even though she has giant gums. Also, as well as no, Ellis, Extreme Ghostbusters is not the one with the gorilla. Another no, the great black one. and white
0: TV show is yeah, with the gorilla. That's, there's
1: nothing real about that, Ghostbusters. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> hang on sons of bitches. Uh, although, I will give credit where credit's due. Ellis, and he was joined by Stan for this one, "Gem and the Holograms. Uh, he put the asterisk, only if uh, Britta Phillips can do the song again. Uh, I never was a a hologram fanatic it, it never lined up with me but if the people want it i say so be it do you have another one in your chamber or would you like me to bust it out
0: well you know what i'm gonna go ahead i'm actually gonna help uh, our very own stand the man uh he threw out the bug people toys and what he's referring to are none other than the sectors so if anyone is unfamiliar with the sectors, they're just kind These of GI Joes. The, no, they were bigger. They were closer. They were actually taller than than He-Man. And um you they just were, know
1: toys by scale. They which has well, to leave me to believe in high school. Excuse the me. The girl was like, "Yo, what are you packing?" You're like, "I'm packing a a, a sector." Like,
0: I got a sector and a half. It depends if I just came out of the water and it was cold out. So, the sectors the sectors were like they were like uh, uh, fantasy figures, humanoids, but they had big bug eyes, like Stan said, and antenna. And uh, they threw down against like the evil versions. But the fun part was their rides were also, for some reason, like full bugs. So here you have like half bug humanoid people flying giant full bugs. So they had like big fucking flies. I think the the villains had like bats. But as a kid, you that got to sounds wear so gross, dude. You wore the vehicle on your hand. You basically had to shove your hand up the, the butthole of the insect, but you could like move their legs around and flap their wings. Stan is right. Those fucking toys were fire. Those would make a really fucking good series right now. Also, as well as on HBO, give it all of the money.
1: Uh, my boy John over on Facebook let us know that they were ten-inch figures. Ten inches, damn. So if you were packing a sector and a half, you went into the wrong career. Sorry, bro. Sideshow. One that the comment section on YouTube hit us with, but it was absolutely my number two pick, Exo Squad. You want to talk about? Um, I'll take Exo Squad in any form,
0: and not the Exo Squad that showed up in Matrix Three. Uh,
1: Oh yeah! Uh, All actual, pretty damn good. Actual... Actual... Okay, oh, Matrix, dude. Matrix Three, and Love, Sex, and Robots both have had Axo Squad esque. <laughs> I'm pretty. It's a, isn't it love, hate, and robots? Not the way I do it.
0: Not the way I
1: do it, baby.
0: Charlie's like, I'm not gonna lose,
1: waste this 10 inch sector on nothing. That uh, robot's gonna get it. I'm get over here, I, Rosie. I, I, not Beep, only why. Not only do I welcome our robot overlords, absolutely can use me as a chubby Latin sex slave. Thank you, Charlie, for
0: submitting to our robot overlords. But why aren't you wearing
1: pants? Like, listen here, Roomba. I'm going to give you some loving that you deserve. Thanks for keeping my house so clean. Alexa, what are you wearing, girl? (laughs) I do not understand. I am naked. Yes. Yes. You
0: understand, Alexa. Don't you toy with me.
1: Uh, Exo Squad—it's—it's it's arguably Exosquad a, a perfect champ. story. Uh, it has everything oh. everyone wants. It's—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome. You, Even you know just the funny? like alien colonization and people are like, "Fuck you, aliens! You muty fucks!" And they're like, "Yo, bro, why don't you relax, bitch?" <laughs> and then like, some geez. of them are like,
0: "Like we're fucking toys,
1: man." It's so fucking good and. Visually, it's another one. If you crank it up, you give them that good budget. You just fucking, arr, 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 you crank or, it up ten. or you pull a
0: Charlie, that like he's always begging for, you give it to someone who has passion for the project, not just some name who's in it for a paycheck. You, if you hand over a property to a creator that you granted that you trust, not a nobody, but a creator that you trust. And that creator has passion for the project, you are gonna get some good, good stuff. It's interesting that you bring it up because I immediately started thinking about, <clears throat> I started thinking about like, okay, I want, I would love to see this property or that property continued. And much like one of our last conversations, the second that I did it, I'm like, oh, oh they're 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 doing that already. Oh, that's that's coming up. Okay, cool. Because immediately I thought, oh, fucking give me more mask. If you if you oh. give me more installments of Mask, I, my pants will be off just like Alexa. But um, that's actually happening. We are getting new iterations of Mask. Um, there was there was a an, Dungeons and Dragons. I was never a big Dungeons and Dragons twelve sided die roller myself, but I loved the fucking cartoon with the mage and the the, the bow that like didn't have a string, just like electric bolts. I love that shit. We're getting more installments of that. So, like, I, I kept on looking for, uh, coming up with like, oh, remember, member, member, and then found out that they were and they did member, and they were they beat me to the punch just like the iPad. Um, they beat me to the punch, and they were spitting out uh, more uh, good, good. However, I did come up with a reminisce of one that I haven't heard. They probably are. But I haven't heard that they're currently bringing back to the forefront. And if you don't remember this prod, uh, this uh, uh, this IP, folks, I feel very, very bad for you. A little something called Silverhawks. Do yourself a favor. Go over to the YouTube. Put in hawks theme or opening whatever the hell you got to type in silver hawks had one of the bombest openings to any cartoon that i've ever watched you could put them up against thundercats you can put them against uh gi joe if you know me and you know the 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 i revere the opening of gummy bears you can put them up against the opening of gummy bears and silver hawks would stand up. Yeah, Ellis throws it out. Yeah, they were the Space Thundercats, but you know what? The Thundercats were the cat versions of fucking, you know, a Battle of the Planets, and Battle of the Planets was, look, there's only a certain amount of stories in the world, goddammit. Every once in a while, you gotta throw some uh, some fresh paint on it and roll it back out there to dance one more time. Um, But dude, Silverhawks, I loved Silverhawks. Those toys also, as well as were dope. And there's one more that I have in my back pocket before the time evaporates, because I'm sure you want to wrap it up. If you motherfuckers like He-Man, if you motherfuckers like Thundar, if you like even Conan made uh, an inglorious appearance in the animated world, what do you fucking know about Blackstar? All these other fantasy sword and sandal cartoons are running around there. They all look like Thor to me. Nobody looked like they were gonna show up at one of my family reunions. Fucking Black Star looked like he was gonna drive you to Abuela's house so you can get some painil and a rock and candule. Black star fit in, boy. That cartoon was
1: the shit, son. I just what a f- fucking amazing answer. One more shout out to our chat section Absolutely on fire tonight. Dino riders. How the fuck have dino we riders. Not... dude dinosaurs in armor? Fuck yes. I don't care that the proportions are wrong. I'm you know gonna what? wrap it up.
0: For Charlie's sake, you can make dino riders the uh the Jurassic Park fan um fast and the furious crossover that those motherfuckers have been begging for. Make it dino riders and nobody can say
1: shit. No, it's about family and dinosaurs. Uh I'm gonna wrap <laughs> and it up. Amber with- Sometimes there are series that that grow and change and kind of find their full form. What started as, uh, and it's probably the most obvious answer, but I'm going to take it a little bit fascinating before we do, in fact, wrap it up for the night. What started as Batman the Animated Series lend its lent itself to expanding the universe into superman which lent itself to justice league uh, the justice league cartoon oh that's good visually was amazing and what's great about that show is the same thing i love so much about comics when they're not rebooted every six weeks <laughs> is that there are so many characters you could tell endless stories justice league it's a newer cartoon but i truly when you talk about meat on the bone there's endless Meat on that bone, much like John's one and a half sectar schwants. Uh, you could tell Justice League stories with the antenna, with the antenna, especially the antenna. Although I keep telling you, you need to see a doctor about that. Uh, I think the bottom line is there are so many of these cartoon series that don't need to go through the process of reimagining. Uh, honorable mentions that we didn't mention, G.I. Joe. You don't need to restart G.I. Joe. I fucking get it. I don't and I want to think, talk about I it. Think the, I, I just think,
0: don't want to talk about it. There's a reason why this guy leaned towards Cobra and Cobra Zilk. Cobra, whether you agreed with their politics or not, whether you thought, look, they were the first ones to do a stem cell research making uh, Serpentor They at least knew who they were, they stayed in their lane. That whole the whole G.I. Joe
1: I don't want to talk about it. John is very offended by teams that do not have matching uniforms. I think we all I think we can all understand that for my brother. That's me, the CEO of US comics. I of course am your C O O. We made US comics a reality, and thanks to support from people like you, hitting that like button, hitting that share button. It allows us to make uh, multiple dreams come true one we're making a comic book uh first and first mostly secondly we get to do this awesome podcast but we can only do it if you fuckers keep sharing the good words so keep doing what you do like share comment talk in the chat section hit us up on talkbacks on youtube and the like however we like to end every episode of us comics cast with a little gift we like to give something back a little musical excellence john why don't you tell the beautiful people at home how we do the things we do? It
0: is so simple. First, you gotta turn the power on. Then, you gotta turn the volume up. Then, you gotta ooh, tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky Save Miss Space Girl!
1: Are we out?